Hey gang, what's going on? Welcome to this episode of the Dealer Playbook Podcast. My name is Michael Cirillo, your host. I'm so glad that you're here. For those of you that have been here from the beginning, you are about to hear a voice that is very, very familiar, one that I am excited to bring to you in the form of Robert Wiseman. Listen, I'm going to go on record right now and say this, that I am one of the top in the game at buying online products. And, yeah, how much you got um, invested now? <laughs> courses. And I don't know. Like, listen, this whole stock thing ain't messing with me at all. Like, financials, because my money's tied up in online courses. <laughs> There's so many. I got to a point where I was like, <clears throat> I think at least 70% of these things that I've invested in are complete frauds. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, they talk oh, no a big doubt. game on their There's Facebook no funnels, and you're like, Listen. this is going to be sick, and then you get you, you get something that was like <laughs> repurposed content from five years ago. <clears throat> yeah. But look, I'm such a schlep and easy sale, dude. I one time, no lie, bought one that I had bought a year prior, the same one. The guy just had a new sales <laughs> video up or something like that, dude, not solid. And I was just like you said, oh, man, this You're is You're going it. to the login page, putting in your new credentials, and it's like, this account already exists. The big time. <laughs> <laughs> then he do a little back research, and I was like, dude, this guy closed me up so good. I bought the same thing <laughs> twice. Oh, man, that's funny. Hey, how have you, uh, <clears throat> what was I going to ask you? Um, how, how have you enjoyed the, the wrestling to an empty auditorium? But like, but like oh. also pretending that there's, oh. that there's, it's not an empty auditorium. Like they're all doing their walk-ins to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the announcer, there's a ring announcer. They're getting a microphone still. Like we could shoot this like a, a TV show yeah. re legitimately now. You know what I mean? And they are because it's not live. Even WrestleMania wasn't live. They read that they, they, they did it. You know what I mean? Shot it already. It was weird, but they did some cool things with it to where like I was listening to this one podcast, wrestling podcast, one of probably since this quarantine of about a thousand <laughs> wrestling podcasts yeah. I've been listening to. Um, they were talking about what they thought before WrestleMania, like before WrestleMania was on, which WrestleMania, in case anybody didn't know, just fell this week past, whatever, like right. first weekend in yeah. April. It was Saturday and Sunday, two night event, first ever, but yeah. now no audience, right? And if you like wrestling, man, the audience is like, yeah, key, oh, you yeah. know how I feel about that. It's a key, key component to making a good wrestling show, whether you're there or it's on TV, especially when you're watching as a fan on TV, it, it's a huge part of right. the product, right? That, a, a crucial part of the product of that. And so it like, it, it loses a whole thrill. So everybody's wondering what WrestleMania was going to be like. And he's saying like, man, this is opportunity where if it's ever going to be the opportunity where they make more so like WrestleMania, the mm. movie kind of, they make it a move. It's something, Maybe it's yeah. shot in that cinematic form too, and it's just stories are told a little bit it. different. It use less rings, things like that. Yeah, just do something because it's like it's. But again, they came. There was a time crunch with that, obviously. But when it comes to like making video packages and creating things like that, they're some of the best. They have a huge catalog, but they and they have a full team, so they can shoot new content yeah. quick. You know what I mean, and turn it around. 
well, that's a lot to do, like to do it right. But I mean, I, I figure now is the time, if any, since you couldn't sell to a crowd to make something completely different. And they did in some aspect of things. You have to check it out. It's, there's, there is some that's parts like, of it yeah, that I'd you like. subscribe to the, the network, right? WWE. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Like, what are you doing? I, you know what? Yeah, I, you legitimately got me hooked back into wrestling, and now my boys. I mean, the, it's their favorite thing, you know. And and we don't have WWE Network, but we've got the the new you know PlayStation game, and they're like all over that dude. And yeah. but you legitimately got yeah. me hooked back on audience engagement because, like, from a marketer's perspective, I look at <clears throat> you know some wrestlers that have disappeared for that have been out of it for three years, two years, or maybe didn't show up. They show up once every like five years or something. And the minute that music hits, like the minute undertakers, like, like, and the audience just freaking erupts. The the place will come on. The level of buy-in to a character and like a storyline. And just that, that not only when they're there, but that it lasts even after they're gone. Like that's a true Testament to a powerhouse marketing. Yeah. And what that means is they, that, kind of reaction it only tells me one thing you can sell them stuff based on yeah. that particular individual those people are that engaged that they will pay more money to like wear his t-shirt wear his yeah. hat where yeah. is you know and, and, they, and it spans i mean i don't know about the globe but it definitely spans north america i mean we we we, we had oh, wwe come yeah. to you know just one of the road shows right that came to edmonton and I'm like, what's going to they go to yeah, Saudi Arabia, I man. Mean, that that's so crazy. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Like WWE network, look at what Disney plus has done with a lot of the Marvel stuff. They're breaking out characters and giving them their own shows. Like I think WWE, there's enough in, there's enough collateral in Roman reigns and you know, all these dudes to have. Well, and that's shows. why they have, but they have. <laughs> well, because you got to look that they do yeah. do movies too. There's a lot of movies that they do. And then they also have like the total divas, total Bellas, those reality shows. They're in on that because their head producer is listed as the producer on there. So WWE is a take like that. It's aired on E, but I'm pretty sure it comes from their yeah. production company. That's nuts. Um, yeah. So what I mean, dude, what's what's your whole take on everything that's going on right now? Yeah, right now, man, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, like, I don't know, true opinion. I don't, I, 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 it's the, it's the don't know that's got me. I'm not educated on enough to know like this and that. When I just hear, when they talk about people dying, like I, I just, I have to give it the benefit. Uh, I, I yeah. can't not at least give it the benefit yeah, yeah, right. of the doubt. Now, as we were talking about earlier, yesterday, in our phone call, in our, in our convo that um, one of the best things that's going to come out of this whole COVID-19 crisis that we're going through and pandemic is going to be the documentaries yeah. on There's Netflix. There's going to be some epic documentaries <laughs> that were like people are going to forget yes. about Tiger King. Because I mean, you remember those 9-11 yeah. ones, they would bust out and stuff like that. I mean, like the, like, yeah. like the 9-11s, like loose change, like the ones on those, those, and they're Even the independent some, ones, like just some, people some. throwing together stuff and putting it on YouTube, like there's going to be some crazy stuff going out after this. Like people are going to be like, "Tiger King, what?" You know, have you have you watched that yeah. Tiger King documentary? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, listen, man. 
leopard print, man. That's the move right now. <laughs> the COVID move. Watch Tiger King. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, and leopard, but wear and buy leopard. I saw that print. post of Stuman. He's like, dude, you're a, you're a boss if you can wear leopard print and pull it off. That's what he said on the show we were doing. He was like, the leopard print is a power move. I know a lot I of people. I get I get asked, uh, and I actually do. I get asked all the time, and, and it's cool to see this this DPV catalog kind of live evergreen. But I get people do it all the time. They're like, hey, like, uh, what, what's Robert up to, like? I was listening and then how he wasn't there anymore. Like when, when did that happen? And I'm like, how long has it been? I think I wanted you, I wanted you on for episode 200. And I think legitimately this is going to be like episode 320 or something like that. Um, so first question is what people want to know, like where, where'd you go? What are you up to? Oh, I mean, I just, now I just work with a bunch of different, uh, podcasters content creators out there and just work with them on you know creating manufacturing this content getting it published getting it on the web and then also getting it getting it re going back into it and turning it into to more things for different platforms grab like listen do you know like somebody as you we we've talked about this a hundred times you and me but just for context for the for the audience how this is done Take someone like Michael, for example, that's created uh, you know, boatloads of content from books. Like, take that book off the shelf back there, and there is seven hundred memes in there, yeah. minimum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that but that's how that's make. how your brain works, which is right. why this why you got like this this boatload of like you know clients and stuff that you're working with on that side. Because I even catch myself sometimes, even though I know it's there, it's like somebody like you can be like, "No, dude, it's right here." Like page five that's a meme you know and and so you've always had yeah. that like dude back back to our like stepbrothers days where we're going to conferences together and staying in some of the most whacked out hotel rooms i've ever seen yeah. you're like just laying in bed at night you know like with little side table separating us like like our families were just merged yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like and we'd just be laying there and be like dude you could totally do this you could do that and just like you just spitball <laughs> ideas until you hear me snoring and then, you, you know, but, yeah. but yeah, you're, you're right. Like, but a lot of people need that because it, it's crazy how I can do that for somebody else's business or project. But when it comes to my own, I'm like, dude, I don't know what I've got. Well, it's like the construction guy, you know what I'm saying? That looks at it and you look at, you look at yours and you look at your own material in a more romantic way than anybody else's, right? Like whether you want to or not. So it, it does become a little bit hard to do it. It is something that to get somebody else to to do for you that knows what they're looking for, what 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 it's looking for, the message that you're trying to create around these. Because um, you got to send somebody in or let somebody look in like, hey, I want them yeah. around this. Like give them kind of like a, a, run, a slight description of, what you're looking for them to pull, not just, yo, just pull the hits yeah. out of there. You know what I mean? Just go pull out yeah. every great line. You know, that doesn't work. But like a lot of like the quotes and stuff are always a no brainer, right? When there's a, a quote or, you know, at the beginning of chapters, people have like a, like the name and then the subtitle of the chapter can like tends to be a, you know, so, a good opportunity. Yeah. Man, it's in there, man. It's like ragu. It's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you, um, so, okay, let, let me ask you about this. Cause I mean, this, this is good. I think right now, especially dealers, 
some of them are closed. Some of them are doing remote. Some of them are trying to, you know, do social distancing. Maybe their state or their province or something hasn't made them fully shut down. But they got time. Like, people aren't. All right. Yeah. Hold this real quick. Just thought about best that what if I'm a dealer uh, and I can run service and yeah. stuff right now. Right. I think yeah. some of them can do that. Man, the first thing I'm going to do is put a sign up or put run a campaign about disinfecting your car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right give that to one of your give that to one of your 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 favorite clients see if they let them run a run a test on that i feel like that could i mean come on man i mean I, it's happened but it, and i'm saying that you're actually going in and you're i'm not saying what you do i don't know what it, how to detail a car a regular detail but i'm saying maybe you do it a different way like using some some more disinfectant type material like uh yeah, products like, and stuff. And, and I think a lot of people, when it comes to content creation, they miss the, the this part where it's like, give away the farm. People don't realize, like, give away the farm. If I were to run a, a campaign, I would actually show them how I would. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you'd step by step the how to do it and then be like, hey, listen, don't want to do this. Bingo. Want the pros to handle this for you. Yeah. Come on or, down. Or yeah. I would even yeah. like, I would or, roll that as an awareness campaign and just see, get the engagement so that I could pixel the engagement and come back with an engagement offer like here you know maybe it's a blog post on my site and a lot of dealers never think about advertising their blogs but i would have like okay this awareness piece maybe it's a video or a quick 30 second something and then i would hit the i would repixel the engaged on that awareness campaign and i would engage them with a blog post showing them like maybe more detail or maybe the products you can use or maybe how to make a i don't know like a sterile ster, like a disinfectant at home or something like that and then I would be anybody that hit that, I'd pixel and retarget right into an offer like, yo, $49, like full to your door detailing kind of thing. Man, by the time they go through that funnel, man, this whole thing's well, going to no, be over. Well, because it's happening concurrently. <laughs> it's all happening at the same time. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is going to be like full on. We're going to be like, uh. <laughs> And but okay, and here's something though to consider, man. Like it, that I've been noticing, yeah. and, that, and you tell me this. Um, I feel like that I've been that funnel is kind of getting too long, even for me as somebody as when I'm going through a because, dude, listen, I go through sales funnels left and right just for always, anything, meaning not just like for a product, like a lower but for Amazon, just because you're always aware that something's out there. Oh yeah, no, I stay yeah, like in the you, But you're always yeah. like mid to low I'm funnel, funnel. Yeah. You, you know, just, I mean, and I yeah. know it too. Like I'm a lay down on, on offers. So like, I'm never in the awareness phase. Um, but I know like, but sometimes no, I catch something, them doing this for me. Look, like I said, they'll hit, hit me with the ad or hit me with something that's super interesting. Right. And there's the article. I hit that blog post. They redirect me to when they, 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 when they retarget me with another piece or another read, man, it's got to be, I feel the timing, it needs to happen maybe. I don't think it's the next time that they're, they're, they're in the feed though, because like, what are the odds that someone's going to double up back to back, read oh, two yeah. articles back to back? A lot of times when I read one, man, I'm not looking, I'm gassed on it. Oh yeah, you know like I'm I mean? going to hit them with some there. sort of an offer rate out of the gates. It might be like, you know, look, look at ClickFunnels. If we deconstructed a ClickFunnels, simple two-step funnel he hits me with get you know get my 167 landing page template swipe file and that's an awareness campaign that he's paying pennies on the dollar for i click through i claim it 
now that I've claimed it, he's not only emailing me. And I know there's a lot of people that are like, email doesn't work, but like I'm seeing, I'm still seeing crazy interaction. From email works, man. Rest, but if I went right. through, if I shared a screen on my Facebook feed right now, I bet you anything, I, I we would come across five or six different ClickFunnels ads just that are all retargeting from, you know, it might be a cent, like they're trying to ascend me up to his, his mastermind thing that he does or whatever, but it was all triggered yeah. from one awareness campaign that he spent. He spent, he probably spent like two cents to acquire me as that, uh, to put me in that funnel. Well, yeah, because you weren't cold either because yeah. you were already connected and already have been through, already bought from yeah. him before probably too. So like you're on his yeah. on And his I think the list. point is. So that's why I think the funnel can be shorter than though, because your awareness factor <laughs> right. with him is so high and you're already connected, know yeah. him, like him, trust him. He doesn't have to whine and dine you as much. He can just blow, put it in front of you. You like it or not because you yeah. know what you're getting from him. Because you've obviously totally. gotten from and, it, him and he's hit me on times. on all cylinders right now. He's talking about you know getting me to be an affiliate to pay for my car. You know, you want a Corvette, you want a Tesla. Like we make car, we're making car payments for a thousand different people. Like he's hitting me with that stuff, and it all like happened from downloading a swipe file just to see what he was up to. And you know, and it's the same swipe file that I've <laughs> that I've already bought that he shipped me. <laughs> You know, I already had it. I was like, well, this is stupid. I paid seven bucks for something I already paid seven bucks for. Um, but like, I think dealers, businesses in general, they, they do as much time as people don't think they have because they're all scrambling, thinking that they are in control of the outcome of COVID-19. They need to like, I think, buckle down and be like, wait, I got time to figure out an actual funnel or an actual content strategy. There's so many people that, that are hating on content, but even if you look at what Google My Business is doing and how everybody says GMB is going to kill websites, one of the biggest things that they recommend you do is create posts. And what are posts? Posts are content. And it's like even Google, the premise of Google and just everything they're doing still ties back to to content. And I think another big thing that's come out of this whole experience is where everyone's like, no, it's all about ads, ads, ads. That's all Google cares about. Dude, we're living in a time. I never thought I'd see this happen where where instead of paying Google, Google's putting $800 million back into the economy just to get people to keep using their platform. Which which exposes a huge weakness because we advertise when times are good, but it's the first thing that gets cut when things, you know, take a turn. And and for me during this time, dude, I'm putting out pieces of content that are getting downloaded, that are getting opt-ins that are getting all these sorts of things. I, I remember one of one of our colleagues that we know is like, dude, business has died. Nobody's doing anything. I'm like, I got a hundred freaking leads sitting here from an ebook that I wrote in 48 hours and put together and designed and everything. People are doing stuff. I mean, like it's just, and it's a matter of creatively getting at people. And I get it. Like some places like, okay, so if you can't legally be going to work and selling cars yeah. and that's what you do, Man, you gotta like. I mean, I don't even. I I can't even figure what the what the the they do. Well, right I think. Now. Well, yeah, but if There's I mean, no if you one, were, if if your dealership, just building relationships, man. Just yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If online. if your dealership was closed and and they sent you home, chances are I don't think Robert Wiseman would be going home and being like, "Well, I don't work there anymore, therefore I'm not gonna do anything." I think you'd be spitting like. 
Facebook lives or Zoom calls or like you'd be doing, you'd be calling all of your yeah, customers. Yeah, something be, out, yeah. You'd be, that was yeah, my I hustle, mean, like, that's yeah. the thing. You'd be hustling. And, and it's crazy to me, man. Like, we'll send out an email, uh, you know, like our weekly or two times a week email or whatever for DPB. And the amount of auto response messages coming back to me that are like, sorry, we're closed. I'm not working right now. If you have an urgent matter, contact the manager. Don't even give us the manager's email address. Don't even. And it's like, dude, what? You know, like this is. You coined it automotivepreneur, man. An automotivepreneur or an entrepreneur works without security of getting paid. Yeah, and the least that that you can do is just, I mean, because there isn't really much they can do for the customer if, like, they're, let's say somebody is reaching out to the customer, like, for the salesperson, like, or they, I mean, what, looking to buy a car? They know they can't go to the dealership. Maybe a problem with their car. I get yeah. it. That's why that salesperson needs to just, you got to still be taking their calls, this and that. I mean, when I, like, place every, you're going to go back there. You're going to want to sell another car to them in the months to yeah. come. I we look at you. the, we look at the buying journey, at least in Canada and like the average buying, you remember back when we were like thick into going to conferences and stuff and it was like 40, 42 days or it's an average <laughs> of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, now we're sitting at 74 yeah, days right was, yeah. And if we look at just kind of the projections of when this thing's going to peak and when people are going to be able to maybe start leaving their house in bigger quantities or whatever, that, that's exactly where we're at. We're like 45 to 70 days from, from people really kind of maybe being back out in, in, in society. And, and my mind always goes to like, okay, well, if my competitor is sending email autoresponders that say we're closed, contact my manager with no contact information, what kind of message is that sending to your market? If I can be the guy that's still engaging people and be, and, and, and like, honestly, the way my brain works and I've been testing this out, I'm just, I would just be engaging people to, to keep them from boredom right now. I, I, I've de- I've deployed yeah. Oh, yeah, strategies absolutely. this week if that you're people fr- are like that's the dumbest idea ever, and yet it gets a response. And guess who they're thinking about? They're they're engaging with me, you know. So, yeah. If you can like take, I mean, I, I, yeah, like that. Any salesperson, if they're out of work, should at least uh, still be taking these people's calls, and maybe even just going through and making a few calls yourself, like every day. Just set even a few. I know it's hard, probably to stay yeah. motivated. I mean, I can't. It's not the most exciting thing to do this and that, but look, that's so minimal effort. And that's one up from everybody else. That's not doing it when everybody goes back and game yeah. games well, back on. Right. You, you talked about the book. That was the whole point of writing that book to begin with. Like it's not written like a big technical read short sentences, but that's what you just said was the whole point of why we pump out everything that we've ever pumped out is because that's exactly what somebody else is not doing. Yeah, it's not glamorous. I don't want to sit down and and you know, writing a writing a book and assembling the whole thing in 48 hours wasn't on my to-do list 3 months ago or a month ago, but it's that opportunity and it sucks and you want to you know, there's part of you that just wants to sit down and chill and Netflix and PlayStation and do, you know, forget about the news or anything that you might have heard that sounds doom and gloom or whatever, but you you sit down and that's the differentiator and and immediately I've seen my competitors who are like, well, I'm closed. I've lost all my revenue. And I'm like, what? You know, like I just refuse to make that my reality. So what kind yeah, of innovation? Definitely. Definitely. What, what do you see coming? Like, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to, to predict, but I like kind of just speculating. What do you think is going to happen? I know a lot of people are talking digital retailing, but I don't think 
that's the quick fix that everybody thinks it is. You know, I mean, to, to buy to buy a vehicle completely online, I don't think they realize that you still need quite a bit of infrastructure to put something like that together. And so, you know, everybody out there, you know, yeah. the industry, everybody's out there, uh, digital retail, digital retail. It's like, dude, you're, you're, you're not even there yet because you don't, you don't have the, you got to work through the infrastructure. That's not a quick fix at this point. It's something you should have been working on five years from five years ago, but like even still, we're, we're in an industry that's so heavily dependent upon whether or not people are working and can afford to make a car payment. That, I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. Number one. I mean, it's going to be a very select if like things continue the way they are like for that, like that's why they send people home too. It's just realizing there are going to be a lot of people thinking about going yeah. car shopping. Right. Right. Because it, there's going to be less for like, sure. Like we're going to see, we're going to see a decrease. Some of yeah. the forecasts are like a, you know, 14 to, 14% dip globally, whatever that equates to, to your specific country. But I th- I just think, okay, yeah, people, there will still be some, right? Lease renewals and to finance, all that kind of stuff. Um, services for sure. Um, but it, how much more important it is then to make sure you are in front of that smaller number that is still going to buy. Yeah, and plus the but the then but I also see that they're gonna probably start slashing prices and making money super the interest rates like drop down once people start going back to work and then get them thinking about spending again. They might have to yeah, you know what I mean, drop their pants on on everything yeah, for a little while and, and you know, so be a good buyer's market. Everything's gonna be a buyer's market, <laughs> it looks like here when once things bounce yeah. bounce back. Um so what like what are when you're putting a content strategy together like where where do you start uh i mean so it i mean it it, it depends along the i start with the strength of who 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 i'm making it with right because a lot of times i'm doing stuff via to sound on like a, a brand's a certain where you're creating something right. to go into certain brands yeah. sound like a certain brand right or individual. So it, like we start with their strength basically. And then whatever their strength that we'll take that because they've already, most people have all have created, you know, I'm not they, these people that I work with aren't people that are just getting started doing this type yeah. of stuff. You know what I mean? So they already have stuff out there. So it's kind of something that just go in and then take the strongest stuff they're doing. And then just like, like see what, what they're doing, what, what platforms they are doing and then just get them all into, you know what I mean? get them on the platforms that they're not on, say they don't have a podcast, definitely get them to start doing that. Um, and then from there, I mean, once you start podcasting, like that's, that can, can become any brand. You can make tons of different pieces of content from any podcast. You know, you can create blog posts, uh, you know, long form blog posts, um, memes, you know, video, uh, GIFs, uh, tons of oh, so, stuff. So you're in the GIF that. camp then? Well, no, like if somebody, sometimes people like that stuff, you know what I mean? I mean, do you have a, do you have like a set kind of template that you use? Like, okay, one, one podcast, I'm going to turn that into at least three or four little video snippets and I'm going to turn each one of those into a meme. Like, how do you, how, what's your like process for repurposing? Well, I mean, that comes down to how many they want to buy. (laughs) (laughs) 
first yeah, and right. foremost. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, the, bro, the more the merrier. And when you get something that's good, it like, see, I got some good dudes that have worked around radio, have worked in like film, right? And have, are used to cutting and finding clips, right? Like, come on, to edit like documentaries and films. And, and you know what it's like, come on, remember when we did that? <laughs> I mean, I found, I found some of those, by the but way. It was, but just on a random card. You know, SD card somewhere. I was like, oh my gosh. And just the like, all right, here we go. Wait, wait, take two. two. Wait, wait, take three. That was tough, man. That that was was hard work. Yeah, it was. But you see, like in editing, going through that kind of footage too is is like to sit there and re-listen and go through it and find that stuff that that is just like, you know, the, the hitters. Right. And then pulling those lines out like that's a that's a yeah. that's a job, right. man. You know what I mean? Like that's not something like you want to do good ones. Right. But these guys are good at like they, they put the right clip in the right place. Their career is what they've done. So if they can do it in film and they have some from they're familiar with audio, but I try to tell them how, you know, I explain to them kind of look at it like you're looking at when you look at your film editing and look for that just that find that sound yeah. bite so that it, it actually and that's the time consuming pieces you have to actually sit there and listen to the whole thing to, to pull out your sound bites so a lot of people don't realize well why is content creation or or why is hiring an agency to do it for me so expensive and it's like well you recorded a three and a half hour long podcast like so at minimum i have to spend four <laughs> hours going through it just taking notes and then after that, so you're already four <laughs> hours into this deal before I even lay my hands on a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I'm definitely not going to be the one <laughs> doing that. <laughs> like, I'm not realist. <laughs> no. It, it's, te- it's tedious. It's tedious. But do you see, like, from, from now, it all is. the brands and stuff that you worked with and, like, Stuman, is there, do you find, like, there's a kind of a sweet spot minimum amount of stuff that you want to blast out there? But bro, that oh well, yeah. that you want to put out there. Uh, I mean, it's just try to like. Well, the thing is, it's you get a few from each one, and then you even go back and get them out of older ones, and just don't. You don't have to ring them all out the first time around because you can always go back and find something else. And it's just get a few out because you just want to build a a good catalog. Like it's not about releasing new ones every day or every week, but it's about releasing putting something back out. Put some. The feed is is, is yeah. busy, man. Right. Right. There's a lot of action going on in there, man. So that's not look, chances are they didn't even peep the thing you put posted the one from episode 13. Yeah. And you're posting ones about episode t- like 30 right now. They didn't even see or uh, come across the ones that, that you made before. So it's like, you know, you just add, you just want to add to a catalog and then just keep shuffle. We just, and then basically shuffle and release those. I don't necessarily put it out the week that the episode came out. It doesn't have to yeah. all coincide and stuff like oh, I mean, that. We, have have it's not even on that doing it, level. Yeah. Doing nothing but that. But I mean, like, look at what Gary V yeah. does. There's, he's still pumping out stuff today that was filmed, you know, five years ago. It's, recycle it. Listen, I think that we got too much of a, uh, a thing on, Okay, and don't like. I hate to say this, and and it's not. I don't want to be a jerk. I mean, but. it's 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 <laughs> no 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 yeah, no, yeah. no no no. It's not like that. No, I'm just saying that because it's like I I think that creating new content and creating content in general is is, is insanely important. For, yeah, right. no matter what you're doing. I mean, I've, I've yeah, I'm saying that forever. Um, but 
it's I think that like it they spend too much time creating new content as opposed to to ringing out oh, and yeah. marketing and, and getting the most out of the content oh, yeah. they've already. Well, I mean, created. I even they put too much stress off creating yeah. new that they haven't even gotten the, to to a taste of what the the oh, old yeah. could and do. For I them. I mean, I fall into that bucket to a large degree. This is going to be like episode three something, and I'm like, dude, there's acres of diamonds, there's a nugget fields of gold in in the last 310 episodes that i haven't even tapped into yet well podcasting is different you constantly got to be creating if you're a podcaster you can't go without doing an episode right. every week yeah. or whatever your cadence is or like you were doing to see whatever your <clears throat> format delivery is right. you got to consistently yeah. deliver on that right but uh but opposed to just creating like i said create taking those uh, memes and things like that that just build awareness put a message out there that gets in front of somebody at the right time it says something that it might hit them a certain way man you never know and then they come back start following you what's boom, your boom, uh, what's you your know, take on how it works i call it like the selfie branders who can't put out a post unless their face is on it like what's your take on and I'm saying just do you, you know what I mean? Like if you get a kick out of that, you like to put your, and that's, that's how you want to market yourself. And like that, that's your choice. You know what I mean? Like, and if it's not working, if it doesn't, if I don't like it, then I oh mean, I just, it's like, yeah. what's it to me? Like, if I don't like, if it bothers somebody, what, what, what do you care? They're obviously not going to buy <laughs> and Nobody's not going to yeah. do business with you. Oh man, this guy, this yeah. guy's brilliant has the best stuff like his product is going to solve my problem but he does too many <laughs> selfie posts. Well, i'm thinking like you know memes uh a lot of people especially like or it's yeah, a quote it's always with like somebody an image quote, stand themselves there standing on stage there. and it's like 17 different yeah, shots from the same yeah. speaking event okay. i think that you can i think that you can't go exclusive those i think you got to mix in some other people's stuff but i think a little bit of that is still good branding in my opinion it's still is is proper is there branding room? Do you, it, yeah are you still it, seeing people do those those like webinar type presentations where it's just text on the screen and them reading the the cards like basically yeah they still oh, that's yeah. still working i mean what like it's i mean i'm not so sure what what the the results stuff on but like that's a lot of like that's the best way, a, a very effective way to teach. And it's more engaging than it's still more engaging than sitting there and just watching somebody, some ugly dude standing there <laughs> right. teaching you something. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Makes sense. But though maybe a little mix in between those two, I think, I think can be good too. Um, but I think that that's where you get like, you're not only hearing it, you're also reading it. And um, you can see more, you can show more stuff too with graphs. And I'm even seeing this, like this big trend where it's, you know, I don't know what it is, like a loom video or something. And you know, your, your headshot is in the, the bottom corner and then they're looking at your screen. Yeah. There's like a lot of people out there that like, if I was, if I was in sales right now for that, I'd be doing like, you know, say I'm a Hyundai guy or whatever. I'd be doing reviews of all the things like, new spy shot article comes up i'd be doing a video like that just reaction review like looking into it because like that's that's how guys like unbox therapy and like a lot of these big youtubers made their whole brand 
Yeah, dude, no, that's a great idea. So you just shoot a walk around video or even go on like the YouTube video from that's made by Hyundai where yeah. they're introducing it even and, and showing you're just, like, it. Pausing you like, it, giving like, your commentary. Like, oh, so that's interesting. Yeah, now, yeah, 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 blah, 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 you know, like, because like there's. <laughs> There's dudes and doing I'm, that all over the place and they, they're getting tons of followers. And, and look at this. Then you take the same one for the Camry or whatever, and you're selling Hyundais, but you take the Camry ones and you do a little roast like, oh, well, yeah, only that. Well, on the Hyundai, yeah. it's got that. You get not only that, but yeah, that, exactly. that, 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 Yeah, I'd that. be all over that. Yeah. Oh, that could kill. It's always, you know what yeah. I think a lot of people have a young problem generation. with those, like kind of going back to the funnel thing is, well, what's the next step? I like got them engaged, but then I, then I, I just, you know, I lose it by just going straight. In. It's like, it's like, I, you know, we always give the, like walking into a bar and seeing someone attractive. It's like you go in and you're like, Hey, what's your name? And then they answer you back and you're like, yeah, well, I'm a car salesperson and, and I'm into CrossFit and I'm a vegan. You know, it's like, you, they go right into like they don't know that next step is to like engage them further, like talk about them further. They go straight yeah. into like me. <laughs> they bring I'm always it back like, around. What, what would you tell yeah. somebody first? Because like every time I meet somebody that does CrossFit, that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Every time I meet a vegan, it's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Yeah, you know we're vegan. So, um, but what if you're like a CrossFit and vegan? What do you tell people first? <laughs> can you tell we're all on quarantine these are the things i'm thinking about (laughs) yeah oh dude i was thinking about i've been thinking about the weirdest uh scenarios like that (laughs) now i was thinking of the one the other day that i brought up and just that was hey did you end up are you in nyc now forget no 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 that actually uh gotten pushed back a little bit for now i'm still living where i'm at but i haven't been here i've been quarantined at my girlfriend's house because that's where all the food is my <laughs> housekeeper yeah, right. won't come anymore so i just staying there yeah easiest but i came back here because i wanted yeah. to use the mic you know i had the Dude, mic it's still such a here, killer so mic, man. come and make sure the place was still standing bro it is and i still had the um i have that one but I actually sold it to my buddy that was starting a thing. And I was just intended to take the money and buy it, just buy another, like just buy one. He wanted it in yeah. hand right then and there. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Like I, I had a problem with like the volume on it or something. And I had it in the, the yeah, roadcaster you, as well. You like the roadcaster? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you record into it. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got it, dude. It, it, it is good. Nice. This one is more quiet. You have to like really play around with the different impedance and all that kind of crap. But, but that one, like I, I, yeah. I did a couple of podcasts from my, from like my, my uh, home studio over the past couple of weeks, and I'm that's what I've got at my home set up. And I'm like, dude, this thing still kicks it. It that's plugs it. and plays, dude. Tim Ferriss uses the same darn mic for yeah. his podcast. It's that's what I love, man. Like, despite everything that's going on, all the crap that's going on, a We've never lived in a better time. Like the fact that you can buy a fifty dollar microphone and be and plug it in. Not anymore, dude. We changed <laughs> the game, oh, yes. the podcast industry, dude. I bought this thing when it first came. Yeah, I was yeah. like forty dollars, and like every podcast, uh, the the podcast answer man delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he put me. <laughs> he put me on to oh. it. Dude, and, that, uh, that poor dude came late to the game on uh, Facebook lives. Cause like, he's just there hustling and it's like two, one, 
three, two, one. Hey, and oh, he's yeah. still doing the same thing. Hey, guys, I'm just testing something. You guys want to join me and see if it works? Like, dude, we've fallen for that one before. We're not coming back on that <laughs> If you don't have your setup worked out, it's been three years, bro. Like, get get your setup working. Dude, yeah. <laughs> but he is, the, he is the man, though, with podcasting. Oh, yeah. He knows a lot. I mean, he's, he was one of the original, like, consultants in that game, like, and started, helped, like, a lot of the, some of the biggest shows in the world, like I don't them, start third. You know, I'm a huge advocate for podcasting. I mean, obviously, like you, you were here at the, at the beginning and middle of this journey, and it's still going. And like, just what's happened for mm-hmm. me personally because of the podcast, I'm still a huge advocate. I know a lot of people get hung up on, yeah, but there's a million podcasts and this and that, and I'm like, yeah, but you got to understand, like, 99 percent of them fail to get past five episodes. And like, if you've got mm-hmm. something good, and you can, you can. Like, it, it, you know, honestly, I still feel the same way. I was just talking about this. Somebody, I was on another guy's interview on Facebook Live, um, this dude in South Africa that's, that's been following the show forever. And, um, and I was like, you know, back in the day, I, you remember we were at that conference in Atlantic City and that with, like the podcast went live and it was just showing up. And we're like, I was like, dude, I'll, I, it'd be sweet if a hundred people listen to this thing. And before we left the conference, man, we were new and noteworthy. And, uh, yeah, man, and, and I'm like, time. but even if a hundred people only ever listen to this thing, I'm still going to leverage the crap out of it. Like if I'm a realtor, dude, I'm going to be like everywhere being like, listen to my podcast. Cause you're doing that one thing that's different than any other realtor or any other car pro or anything. Even if they don't listen to it, it's like, oh, well, hell, man, she must be good. Yeah, She's it, is. it really is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As corny as that is, and that's branding. That's so. That's the difference between like the like the lot of the big players or look to appear to be big players that are probably still bigger players than most players out there. Um, what they're separating themselves is just the leverage and, and of the things in the media and just the packaging and the yeah. presentation of what things are that they have that just that things like that happen oh she must must be good she has a podcast and the thing back to about this oh i don't want to make it there's millions of podcasts you're right that most of them die they pod fade out three to five episodes in you know that's not a big surprise because anybody can upload it and most people yeah right. just quit right or lazy um but the thing is that when, when it, what, what it tells you when there's a lot of podcasts out there is that there's a lot of people listening yeah. to podcasts. And people that listen to podcasts are always looking for more new podcasts. And there's so many good podcasts out there. Dude, I got my wife going maybe a couple years back, two, three, yeah, maybe three years ago. I'm like, have you heard, have you listened to Serial? She's like, what's that? I'm like, it's a podcast. She's like, I, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm like, well, I'm a podcaster. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. So we were on a, we were on this long drive, <laughs> 10 hour drive, something like that. And, and I'm like, let's just listen to this. So we plug in that first season of serial dude. And ever since then, man, she's mm. been booked on podcasts. No, you can't, that there is a masterpiece. The serial ser- yeah. season one is the best, pe- uh, best podcast thing, like content I believe ever made. Like it's That's just like the so testament of what good that you can a piece of content wait. can do to move action. Cause like, look at what came from that podcast. Um, retrials, documentaries on HBO, more retrials, retrial, like it, like it's moved, it, it's created this movement just by telling a compelling story. And so like anybody out there that's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the power of, of content or storytelling is that right there has 
generated so much movement. Oh yeah, there's and there's a lot of other ones like that too that have de- that have generated a movement that might be more relevant, like cash, yeah. like people buying companies, like Bill the Pod, uh, yeah. what was it called the Ringer. Bill Simmons had that podcast network, and that was the big reason why Spotify bought them. But they also bought like the Ringer.com, which they have a, like they post tons of content and stuff there, blogs. But they bought all they bought all this stuff for you know. I mean, I don't, I'm not checked. I'm not even going to say a dollar yeah. amount because I don't know, but enough that and there's like, constant innovation. You know. Like I think, okay, radio shows have existed for how long now? Over a hundred years. Yeah. Forever. Ever. And, yeah. and you've always been able to call <laughs> yeah. into the radio and that's been its thing. Fast forward to 2020 sitting here with my mixer. The fact that I'm taking, I can take a live caller or dial out the way as easy as I can has created such a, that, that it's so cool, so dude, but it's cool created such a, a surge in <laughs> yeah. novelty. Like, holy crap, man, Cirillo's taking live callers on his podcast, on his Facebook Live. <laughs> because, it, you know, like there's this, there's, it's almost like we are experiencing the turn of the century again with technology. I um, mean, it's bringing us yeah. right back to where we were. But anyways, dude, this has been so much fun connecting with you. And maybe we can just dispel yeah. the myth. Everybody thought that, like when you left the show, we like started hating each other. And I'm like, dude. I still talk to Wiseman all the time and like we just laugh for hours. Yeah, yeah, no, it's nothing like that, man. But that's funny that people thought that we could have made it like a good wrestling angle and we acted like we were hating each other. There's this big thing, had two different shows and we go at each Dude, other. Even in on the each office, show. like people still get surprised when I'm like, Yeah, I was talking to Wiseman last night. And they're like, Really? You still talk to him? I'm like, why wouldn't I talk to him? He's like a brother to me. He's like in my yeah. circle of five, dude. Yeah, like, just, I don't, yeah. I, my circle of five, which is actually yeah. like three people, and you're that. one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so, dude, I can still no feel like no ab contractions yeah. from laugh. Like, just, we, dude, we would spend nights, like, full on hours just laughing. Like I've never laughed before in my life. It's insane. It was like when I got my coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, let me see. You on. got a coronavirus mask. Is it is it N95? Yeah, this is my correct. <laughs> this is my coronavirus mask right here. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so for those that can't see and and who are listening to audio only, he has put on the 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 death mask from Scream. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the best part is I gotta put it on over top of my glasses <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah how nerdy is that it's like the nerdiest feel in the world the character that you're freaked out of finally takes off their mask and you're like oh they're a nerd like they're, they're lame like that's how I felt when, my, when we were watching uh, the, the Star Wars and Kylo Ren, and you're like, kind of like, "Well, who is this character?" And he takes it off, and he's like one of the BGs, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. that is. You think it's just gonna be some sand, like yeah. a scar down the side of his face? No, one eyeball, an eyeball gauged out. It's like a regular looking guy. It's like why just, wear all that? He freaking just takes it off. Be regular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> You wear those type of things when you're like Rick Moranis <laughs> and Spaceballs. <laughs> like the dark outfit. <laughs>